Hello, everyone, and welcome to the wonderful, wonderful world of the Fresher and Parland show. I am Parlance. And I'm Fresher here. Episode number 100, and I believe 14, is it? That, that is correct. <laughs> sweet so another week finally it feels good to be back on the air it's nice so two weeks in a row now it's as if we somehow have a weekly show that we go on the air and do live to entertain tens of people (laughs) i like tendreds of people yeah we have uh our audience is much like an octopus we have tentacles (laughs) <laughs> tendrils hoo 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 yeah uh, just... <laughs> well you know I uh, I wanted to come in with my radio voice but after watching the Giants lose on Thursday Night Football and they failed to get a playoff spot I am not in a good mood to do my hello everybody welcome to so except you just did it well, I did, but I just did a little bit. I did like a tea. You did it was, like an explanation. That was like just the tip, pretty much. <laughs> it was just the tip. It's like you were showing how it could have been, but wasn't. Yeah, what could have been? This is kind of yeah, like, like, yeah, we should yeah, do like a what could have been episode. We could do a what could have been episode. That's pretty good. We should. Or maybe uh, we could just talk about it and talk about what it could be. What, what, or what could have been episode could have been? Yes. Yeah, agreed. Well, uh, so <laughs> folks, if you want to reach out to us live, you could go onto Ooh. YouTube right now and comment in the box when Fresher is monitoring that. We yes. also can be Last available. time I missed one. Sorry, person. Yeah, pig, we're sorry. Or you can tweet at us at Fresh Empire, which I'm also watching there. And if you, this week, I mean, leading in, I had talked about last week that I just got braces actually on the day that we did the show. But this week, just yesterday, I had my braces tightened or like with the rubber bands or whatever. Luckily, it doesn't hurt. Everyone said like, it's going to hurt the second day, but it's not bad. It's just like more in my mouth, but it's like sticks out more. So I feel like I'm a way more braces blispy. So if you can hear that, I mean, that's what it is. I'm braces lispy. That is, I I don't hear it, I don't hear it. But I will say, I, uh, oh, I, I could tell your your lips are are more like I could tell you have a different face look. You have a different face. I look. know. I feel like that they put more like rubber bands on the outside, and so it's just like sticks out more or something. I don't know. It feels different, but it's mm. it doesn't hurt. It's just annoying. So that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's time for the holiday season, fresher and. Uh, you know, I, my we I do not really do gifts. I think I do like two gifts at most for my family. Me my, too. I'm not, yeah. I like the idea of gifts, but I I mean, as in like I like giving people things, but I don't like the institutionalized like gift giving of having a specific time for gifts. I'd rather just get people things when I think of them, and then just give it to them randomly. It's classic wealth destruction, as they say. You it's know, true. Remember- there's a. There's an Adam Runes everything about that, which I thought I would mention that show if people haven't heard of it, because which is a good show. Adam Runes everything. So um, I never heard of it, but I subscribe to this theory 
because I tell myself and I tell people who want to buy me something, you don't need to buy me anything because odds are if I wanted it, I already have it. I know. I mean, like, that's, I feel fortunate enough to, like, think that and, you know, be able to buy things that I want. So, like, I can understand if someone, like, really just can't afford it or, like, I mean, if there's something, you know, that they really need and then, like, to gift it to someone, like, would be meaningful, but not, not for, like, a holiday. Like, you should just give it to them because they need it. So my great uncle Frank, who I lived with my whole life, um, I remember always thinking he was such a curmudgeon because he didn't want any Christmas gifts. And he had like, when he passed away, we found like all these t-shirts and socks and all this stuff that was just unopened because he wore like the same clothes, like pretty much every day. And yeah. uh, so I figured out from the get go, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get him anything except for maybe something that's food related because he likes to eat food. So I would get him like pickles or olives or something like that. I'd be like, here's your gift. It's just food. And he would eat it. And then I would feel good because he wouldn't just like, I don't want that stuff, you know, kind of thing. I know. Yeah. So I know. I uh, feel like I'm the same way, but you know, people are going to get you stuff anyway. So you have to have like good, like easy gifts. I usually have people buy me socks. I feel like socks are pretty good. Like maybe I'll use them, but I don't know. Yeah. Socks. I need to, by the way, I need to complete undergarment refresh i feel like it's i know i know. need some new stuff too so i guess folks holidays if you, right? you want to send us a gift just send <laughs> yeah. us some underwear and undergarments undergarments apparently yeah um so i i went to the doctor today and they they uh impaled my foot to remove warts ouch so now i have two holes in the bottom of my foot with stitches in it and uh, as they were as they were bandaging it up, the lady's like, she's like, "Ooh, honey, honey, you're quite the bleeder." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." She's like, "Yeah, you should. That's you. That's pretty good. You're a really good bleeder." Um, and I was like, "I'm gonna call my mother to find and tell her I've made my <laughs> made something of myself." We found out my. Oh, well, you're telling her right now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. So they like bandage it up and then they're going through all this shit like, oh, you're going to, you know, your sock is going to be covered in blood, which would be another reason to get another pair of socks. Um, Was it? Uh, <laughs> the check? Oh, it is actually. I just looked down there. Um, so I probably should take a, I should probably change the bandage after the show. Uh, so um, yeah. And then after that, they're like, you can put them down now. As if like I were some horse that broke his ankle, but it was actually referring to the chair. <laughs> yeah. Surgery was just okay, but let's just put him down. Yeah, put Didn't him down. Matter. Put him down. <laughs> so, uh, but big news in the world of Star Wars. Did you go see Star Wars, Fresher? I didn't yet. I was kind of thinking about seeing it tomorrow, maybe. But it might be, well, maybe it won't be busy, like in the morning or something. No, I don't think it'll be busy. in the, No, because I think a lot of people are working tomorrow. Yeah, so like I maybe I'll do that. I might just do that. I saw it. I just that's a decision right now. I saw yeah. it. I went to I went that's to a cool. I went yeah. to a Jelly. private private screening of it. I know that's so cool. It's even it was cooler. it was pretty cool. Uh, it was a private screening with a bunch of people that work with my wife, and um, the one thing that kind of sucked about the private screening was, well, two things. One. I thought they were going to supply popcorn and they didn't. Well, boo hoo. <laughs> I know that is like, like uh, free screening and no popcorn. 
what is this? <laughs> and then two, um, but don't worry, bitches. I bought some popcorn. Don't worry about it. I went and got a big, large tub. Um, but then no trailers. Went right into what? it. That's weird. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I, uh, I really, um, I really enjoyed myself. But then afterwards, we went to my wife's, one of her manager, like head of the, this department, um, has a massive Star Wars collection, Fresher. That's I know that sounds pretty cool. So without getting into too much of the details, I will say some of the things I saw. One, the 3D model that was of the Death Star. The only 3D model ever made, so I saw that. Two. That's pretty sweet. Boba, Pack's, Boba Fett's backpack. Three. Bunch- oh, wait. So the backpack. Like, was it classic uh, movie style where, like, it actually looks crappy up close? Like, just a bunch of stuff glued together? Or did it look, like, pretty good? No, it looks shitty. looks shitty. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw they had, some, they had Princess Leia's slave outfit. One of one. Oh, of that's many. classic. How was? How about that one? Did it look like nice, or was it also like crappy movie quality? No, that one looked pretty good. That one looked pretty good. I wonder how many of those there were total. I think there's like three or four pair. Three or four. Of oh them. yeah. The one that he has that's... was was definitely in the movie. I don't know how he acquired it though. I think he I got know it. that's crazy, but that's pretty cool. Um, Darth Vader's helmet from Return of the Jedi. Obi Wan Kenobi's uh, lightsaber from Return. Is of it the... Obi Wan? Yeah, it's not Obi Wan. I think it's O. It's Obi Wan. I don't. I don't know. I thought it was Obi Wan. Now you're making me look this up. It's Obi Wan. Is Kenobi. it like Wan, like W O N? I think it's W A N. Is it? I don't. I thought it was Obi Wan. I have no idea though. No, it's Obi Wan. A W W A N, and it's hyphenated Obi Wan. Interesting. I always thought it was Obi Wan. I was well, wrong. Yeah, and his clone was Obi too. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so let's see what else. Oh, Emperor Palpatine's contact lenses from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's oh, right. yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's see what else did we see. Oh, a bunch of alien heads from the Cantina, um, including. I, I think. Of... What's that? You had mentioned that they had the Jar Jar Binks, uh, like motion suit. Well, just the head. So apparently an actor wore the this head on his head, like this sock on his head, so that they could look at him. Yeah. So they would have the appropriate like angle to do the 3D modeling. So yeah, there was that guy. <laughs> yes. uh, Since it like wasn't an actual character, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh one of the cantina, you know, the the band. They had one of the alien heads from that. They had tons of masks, so many masks. Um Lots of those uh, sound, the clappers, you know, the take one, you know, from all the different movies. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. What are those called? I forget. Soundboards, clappers. I forget what they're called. I forget. Seems like they'd have like an official name. They definitely have a name and I'm just not thinking. And I went to film school, so go figure. Um, Trying to think. Every toy from the first three movies, all of them in mint condition with not even a price tag on it. I know that's pretty sweet. Uh, I like that. Um, speaking of all of them, I like that Lego 
warehouse that just like they save one of every one that they make and they just have a warehouse of every Lego package. That's pretty cool. I thought that was cool. Uh, what? Let's see. Oh, uh, Star Wars pinball machine. A uh, bunch of crazy movie posters. A bunch of like really arcane. So like like models that were used to make toys, like unproduction production model stuff that was never made into toys, but were used to kind of like to like models that were going to be toys. Like uh, Salicious, whatever, the rat from Jabba the Hutt. They have the toys for that, which were never made. Um, every t- original toy came with a coin. He had all of the, the original models for the coins. Like, so the big kind of like design. Plus the actual temp, like stamping tool that like pressed every <laughs> single yeah, coin. Yeah, it's like so much stuff. That's crazy. It was like, I forget if it was like 6,000 square feet of Star, and st- of Star Wars merchandise. Star Wars museum. Oh, everything. It was. It's effectively a Star Wars museum. That's cool. It was pretty exhilarating. Oh, one of the other crazy things was um, they had the uh, uh, Tuscan Raider full outfit from the movie. What's they that had- one? I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the, yeah. With the I got it. I remember yeah. now. So they had the one from A New Hope, and they also had the one from. I guess it was in one of the prequels. There was a Tuscan Raider. And then uh, a Yoda model that was used as a uh, as like the during the rehearsals. So it wasn't the full model, but the rehearsal. It'd be cool to have like the Yoda backpack. I think that would be a classic. Oh yeah. Well, I don't even know. I think the Yodas are like all locked up. Play and they're and you know they're only in, they were only in two of them. No, were they in two or three of the movie? Two of the movies. So but specifically that Yoda backpack, you know? Yeah. Like working out with. That would be oh cool. yeah, the Yoda, yeah. They had, <laughs> I mean, they had things like crazy stuff. Like, I mean, it's if you were to like talk about like all the stuff they had, you can't even actually remember it all. But so many lightsabers that were used in the movie. I'm sure he has like a spreadsheet or something. They're definitely inventorying. Oh, for sure. Well, for insurance purposes, I'm sure. And then, but you ever see Return of the, you know, in Return of the Jedi, where yeah, uh, did you ever see Return of the Jedi? Well, they had Ewok, like three Ewok uh, um, heads, and one of them he he bought from Billy D. Williams, and he has a, a signed Billy D. Williams thing, and it's and he calls it the Billy D. Walk, and um, <laughs> and what was the oh the last thing I'm trying to remember the last I just had it in my head and I can't remember a couple R two D two things he had Jabba the Hutt's mechanical tail. Ooh. Oh, the door from Return of the Jedi. You know the shield generator that they're protecting at the where they were trying oh, to storm yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He had the metal doors for that. That's like uh, huge. Yeah, he had the um the ladder that Luke took uh, in the original Star Wars to like climb up to the X wing. He had like these weird like weird things. So, um, anyway, so that was pretty cool, right? That is cool. I will not get that experience when I go and see the movie. Hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> um. But so, you know, there's been a lot of talk that uh, apparently Lucas has a new 4K restoration of the of A New Hope that they're going to release on like Blu-ray or something. So is it Lucas or, I mean, Disney? Lucasfilm, which is part of Disney, I guess. Oh, oh Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. Because I, oh. I was wondering, because he's older, right? Like, well, is this... Lucas actually part of it at all? Okay, so apparently, I'm reading the article here. When Disney purchased Lucasfilm four years ago for $4 billion, 
Even with all the money on the table, there were some still things that were off limits, namely the original film. 20th Century Fox retains distribution rights for a Star Wars A New Hope in perpetuity, as well as theatrical, non-theatrical, and home video rights worldwide for the previously released saga films through 2020. However, it would appear that Lucasfilm is starting to take a look in the vault. In an interview with, with Little White Lies, Rogue One, a Star Wars director, Gareth Edwards, revealed yeah. a spiffy new print of George Lucas Originals is hot off the press. One day, uh, on one day, we were in Lucasfilm San Francisco with Industrial Light Maggage, uh, and essentially they have a 4K restoration print. So it looks like we're going to get an opportunity to see that. But... I mean, what my point is, like, is that Disney or Lucas? Because if it's off the table... It's 20th century. Well, Lucasfilm still exists. He's just not part of the company anymore, and it's owned by Disney. So then that's not who released it. The, uh, 20th Century Fox. I just read it. 20th Century Fox still owns the rights to the movie. Yeah, so they're releasing it. They're not gonna, Disney. Not Disney. Well, Lucasfilms it might, it still owns probably some portion of it, but it's distributed by 20th century fox do you understand oh yeah yeah it's complicated it's complicated um but well, that's this, cool. yeah, i, I want to see that so the question is now that there's been uh one two three four five six seven eight movies what is the order you should watch the star wars movies i mean i think like the first three like as in the original three i think you should watch those first and do you, so do you, so you don't, you don't watch episode one, episode two, episode three, Rogue One, episode four, episode five, episode six, episode seven. Oh, maybe Rogue One, because I haven't seen it yet, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know, maybe Rogue One first, but not the first one first, I don't think. You don't think? Maybe I would start with like the second new one the second new one what's oh uh the one rogue rogue one the one that just came out no that's the like, second that's the second new one i thought that there's two before, like because there's the, the first one like the original prequel right right there's three of those that's what i'm saying the second of those so you're just gonna skip the first one yeah skip the first one so skip the first one then the, so you're gonna start with episode two episode three rogue one episode four five and six and then, and then, yeah, maybe even seven. just the last one. I don't remember what happened in the second, like episode two. Oh yeah. So, uh, well, if you care, the maybe art, just the third one. The art director or whatever um, of the um, of Lucas Films, which is still a thing, as we discussed, uh, says you should watch them in order of their actual theatrical release. So yeah, I mean, I think that that was my original answer. So he says you should watch it uh, one, uh, four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, Rogue One. So Rogue One doesn't have a a middle thing? Like, it doesn't no. have a number? No, it's, it's just, and it doesn't have a crawl at the start of the movie. And it's it like a spinoff, right? Yeah, it's a Star Wars, it's a Star Wars story. It's I know, of, I, they say that in the thing, like, a Star Wars story. It doesn't, and I'm not spoiling anything here, but it doesn't do that. Anyway. They're going in a new direction, basically. They're not trying to, they're making a new thing. That's cool. And also. They're basically doing with the Star Wars universe what they did with all the comic book stuff. 
And also, it um, it's not it's it's not scored by John Williams either. Huh. It's scored by uh, Michael Giacchino, who was the uh, Lost. He's done a lot of movies. He also did Lost. Oh yeah, I, that's pretty funny. Like, cause in the preview, I think that was that preview. They had like the Lost noise, but like newer version of it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> No, no, no. That's that was that was in the um Is he gonna Blade Runner? I'm thinking of the Blade Runner one, yeah. <laughs> it totally has like the the like cyberpunk version of the lost noise. Got it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking. I I'm not you know, the Blade Runner trailer just came out, folks, for don't you don't know. Go to yeah. the YouTube, type in Blade Runner 2047 or whatever the frick it's called. I think that looks really cool. I'm excited for that. And plus I really like that movie and the book. They're awesome. So Check that out. So, uh, did you do anything this week, Fletcher? Uh, I did not do too much. Um, I got, I borrowed a table saw from my friend to do some stuff. So I cut some wood. I made a door for my, there's like a dog door in my basement door from the previous owner. And it was like crappily covered. So I cut out an insert and sealed that and then i sealed my coal chute because my house has like a coal chute from when it used to be a coal fireplace in like the 30s so i sealed that too to try to get like more airtight for efficiency and uh i was gonna work on some other stuff with it but then let's see that's about it that's i think all i didn't really do that much this week who is adam uh Adam is the show. Adam ruins everything I was talking about. It is oh, okay. a guy. I don't remember his last name. He used to be on College Humor, but then True TV picked up his show. And it's a show where he basically... Uh, it's kind of like Penn and Teller's bullshit, where it like takes... It takes a common, like basically cultural belief thing and then like researches it and disproves it. Like example of one of them is like diamonds, like that people think that diamonds have been around, like that's like diamonds are forever and then people have given them away like, like for all of time or whatever, but it was actually like a marketing ploy in like the forties or something by the, you know, diamond industry. And they made up all the stuff and now everyone believes it. Family. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of stuff where it's just like common or the gift one. He talks about how like, Yes, or like the other one that was really good was ah oh, my eye patch. It's got to cover my eye. The other one that was really good was about uh, Christmas and like a family holiday. And um, I just saw this today, but he was explaining how um, originally, I mean, like I knew about the pagan thing that it was like you know the, the whole Yule thing, and it was like a party or whatever for like winter time. But then in like England and stuff, it was totally just about getting drunk and like being on the streets like and like getting wasted and stuff and uh then when people came to the u.s when they they migrated here they decided like they put a ban on christmas because they didn't want it to be like they wanted it to be more conservative or whatever and so like holidays were like no you couldn't do christmas it was like frowned upon but then in the like when people started immigrating here they brought their own they brought it kind of back and it turned into what it is today but anyways it's the whole thing about that i don't and also like I feel kind of like the um, last week tonight or whatever, where 
it could be totally biased in just the way that like I'm like, oh, that sounds right. And I didn't actually research anything, but I just trust that they did. So I mean, I just trust it for what it's worth. But it makes sense. And they cite their sources and everything. But they have a lot of interesting topics. Interesting. I'll uh, check it out. Is it on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, I th it's on YouTube, mostly clips, because it's on True TV. I guess you can buy it on YouTube, like the season, but I don't know. I just watch the clips, and you can find the full episode sometimes. Or if you Got have it. cable, I think that you can like do on-demand or something. Got it. All right, I'll look into it. So yeah. uh, if you don't have anything else you want to talk about, uh, I'm going to just jump into our first interesting topic of the week, and that is... Ooh. What was your first nudity that you saw in a film? So, I thought about it, and I think mine was the never-ending story with the statues that shoot lasers. But... When we had talked about this earlier, you said that that doesn't count because it's not a real person. But I agree. I, you can't you can't count statues as 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 nudity. And I mean, you're not going to pause it on a statue and go into a room yeah, and kind of like I definitely would. <laughs> I mean, because it was like it's like the first time I thought it was like. Plus, it was like a weird thing where it was like really scary too. It was a weird like, it was really scary, but also like ah oh, boobs and like. And they, they looked really cool. I don't know. It was like a, it was a lot of mixed little kid emotions with the whole like that was a pretty cool scene. That was like probably my favorite part in the movie. Okay. Okay. So your first you equate your first nudity to a statue, but what about like an actual woman, like a woman's I know, nudity? Yeah. Like I was trying to remember. I didn't can't think of anything directly. Maybe probably I was like I really liked the movie Weird Science. But I don't think that had any new boobs in it. I think it had a computer but, program where they made her boobs. Yeah, big. but that that doesn't. I mean, it was just that's not the same. I mean, that's like it was like a quick thing. It wasn't even like a character thing. And uh, I oh maybe um, it could have been one of the Monty Python's, one of those old type movies where like uh, where the guy gets chased off the cliff by all the um, topless girls. Yeah. That might have been it. Or like the life of Brian. This man has chosen his own death. Yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> one of those old things. Um, I think probably for me. So I know I saw Revenge of the Nerds, and I know there's nudity in Revenge of the Nerds, but I don't remember the nudity in Revenge of the Nerds. But I remember watching yeah, I it. Remember. Oh, I think I only ever saw it on TV, though. I don't think I ever actually saw it. I saw it on HBO it, yeah. when I was like really young at my aunt's house, but oh, I don't HBO. remember. I didn't think of that. I don't remember the the boobs in it, but I will say I do remember, and this is kind of weird because I think it's a tie because I look. These were the two movies I kind of remember the nudity in, and the first one was Adventures of Baron Munchausen, which was a Terry Gilliam movie where Uma Thurman was really young, and it was 1988, and she played yeah. Venus, like Venus, like the um, you know the the goddess Venus, and she was naked, and her boob, one of her boobs was out, and I remember that. And that, I kind of like rewound that at least 50 times. I was like, oh, yeah, the boob scene. And then I was like, but I also remember being kind of like the nudity in Coming to America. Do you remember in Coming to America when he's like getting uh, like he's in the uh, pool and the women are washing him down and they're topless? Yeah, I think so. I think I saw that later, though. 
Well, that, those both that movies, seem that old. Both of those movies were 1988. I was coming thinking of near nudity though, like near toplessness. In Ghost Ghostbusters, I watched like a lot, and when the when the like she's coming down and has like the clear thing on when they're on the top of the building and it's all oh, like oh yeah that's yeah and... for sure. Also, but I, I thinking, thought that was cool. That was, was also, like close, you know. And I think there's nudity in the first vacation movie or European vacation, one of those, where she's in the shower, and they and he's like videotaping her or whatever. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, and that was early too. Europe, I think that was European vacation. I'm not 100%. And you remember like they get the tape and then, you know, they're driving down the European road or whatever. And she, her, her video, like the still from the videos on like the, the built like the billboard on the side of the road, because they really? were stolen. No. Yeah, cause, cause the v, their camcorder was stolen and he didn't re- like record over it. <laughs> no, I don't really, I didn't really see those movies. I mean, I missed out on the that whole thing. But that movie was 1985. My guess is that might have been the first movie that I saw nudity in. So anyway, um, it's interesting to think about that. So folks, if you could remember the first time you saw nudity in a movie, let us know. Uh, but this got me thinking about Revenge of the Nerds because I really like that movie. Is as a, as a yeah, team. me too. That was one of my favorite. if I ever had a band. My number one model for a band I would want it to be like is the Lambda Lambda Lambda, like their talent show band. That's like the coolest. <laughs> that is like way the coolest. So I found was- this ar- article on the on the um, on the web that said fifteen things you may not have known about the movie uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Um, what are they? Number one, Booger. Booger wasn't thrilled about picking his nose on camera. <laughs> uh, is, this is, is his quote. This is his quote. I owe a great deal to that movie and I love making it, but I've said this a lot. The character is far from me as it's possible to be. People feel like they know who he is. And when they see me, they just assume I'm going to be like that guy. For me to be that kind of antisocial misfit was something that I found to be a real challenge. So uh, there's that. Number that. two. The actors weren't excited about doing the movie. They all didn't want to be nerds, apparently. That's just what you need to know. Uh, they three. become icons, though, you know? They're, like, the coolest. I feel were... like that is the first movie. Like, they were ironically cool, but they were cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, yeah I guess. I guess. I mean, like, at the time, I mean, I think that they were super cool. Like, I think that they all were, like, really cool, and they, like, kind of did a point like that. But did they try to make them like as uncool as possible or what? I think you have a different interpretation of Revenge of the Nerds, maybe. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. No, they were not like, meant to be they make them, cool. like, Huh? I don't think they were made to be cool, for sure. I think they were definitely trying to... But if to... they weren't made to be cool, I mean, that music show, that was super cool. And they yeah. all had, like, yeah. good skills. I mean, like, they were made to be nerdy, but, like, was it really... Like, were the jocks cool what? in the movie? Well, I'm sorry, my audio went in and out, so I didn't hear what you said there. Oh, like were the jocks cool in the movie? They were supposed to be the cool ones, yeah. No, I know, but were they? I don't think so, but but just let me get to a part here because I've read these before and you okay. and you tell me. Number three, Robert Carradine dressed in nerd character 24-7 before filming. He was the uh, like the main nerd, I think. Yeah, I thought uh, he was the most dumb. I didn't like him. Poindexter needed to be a guide because his glasses were too thick. That was um, 
Tim- oh, yeah. That was Timothy Busfield's character. Uh, the movie almost had a remake uh, a few years ago. It should. Number I would six. be really dumb, but... Since here, filming on the University of Arizona campus had its problem. Just like the failed remake, the first film had college use as well. The studio had been given permission to film on the campus, revoked their filming purchase after reading the script. Producer had to convince the school they wouldn't harm their reputation, and eventually the school gave them the okay with the many of the students posing as extras. Uh, let's see. Uh, some of the actors played their own instruments. Actors Curtis Armstrong and Michelle Michelle Mayring played their own instruments in the field. It was only Timothy Busfield who had to fake his violin playing. Busfield took yeah, violin. It looked super fake too. It was electric violin though. That was cool. But the still, it still sounded terrible. He so apparently he did take lessons and did play it, but it sounded terrible. So they they dubbed it over with a trained violinist. Uh, <laughs> Lambda 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 became a real fraternity in 1984. In uh, I'm sorry, it was fictional, but apparently it's a in the University of Connecticut now has a Lambda 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 uh, fraternity. Let's see what else. Um, it's crazy though, like how um. Uh, there's another called humor episode about how all like 80s movie hijinks were totally like sexual abuse. Yeah, pretty and, much. Like, it was, yeah. Everything they did was totally messed up. It was like rape, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's super messed yeah. up. The cast partied with the University of Arizona students during the during after hours. The actor described the filming as having a very fret like atmosphere. And Anthony Edwards said that it felt like they were away at camp. Just about, and this is now in the quote, everybody just kind of decided to go for it on that film. And it really felt like summer camp in a way. Timothy Busfield playing that Poindexter character was great. And so was Ted McGinley. Everybody really, it was craziness. The weekends on that movie were crazy with the parties. It was not a restrained time. Let's see what else. <laughs> there's, there's another story here. Ted McGinley was picking up the female Arizona students on campus. He was the blonde kind of jock guy who was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was, uh, Dart, whatever Marcy Dar- uh, I forget the the blonde guy from Married with Children. Do you remember he married Marcy Darcy? Oh the no! Pro- the problems won't come to anybody. Su- this probably won't come as any surprise. But Stan Gable was pretty popular with the college female student body. McGinley has said that while he was embarrassed about the movie style, Stan Gable was one of his fair- favorite characters play for obvious reasons. I couldn't even say the name out loud. I was so embarrassed to say Revenge of the Nerds laughs. Every day we'd have the dailies and we'd invite all the hot girls from the school to come and watch dailies with us. And they had beer and pizza and sandwiches. I mean, you just don't do that on movie sets. But we were on campus and we created this great buzz out there. It was just so much fun. And I thought it can't be better than this. It really was just a gas. I I (laughs) think we should bring back a gas back as a thing. A Um, gas? A gas, yeah. So Ted Stan Gable was supposed to come out as a closeted nerd. The script called for Ted McGinley's character to come out as a closeted nerd at the end of the film. The scene was yeah. cut, but after the nerds triumph at the talent competition, Stan Gable is supposed to be sad, not because he lost, but because he couldn't reveal his true nerddom. So they didn't do that? I mean, I know the big guy was. I don't remember his name, but he turned to nerds. No, it, was, no, it wasn't. Um... Oh, this one's dumb. James Cromwell's ex-wife invented the nerd laugh. And that movie was good, though. I love was, that movie. There was no Spanish word for nerd at the time of the movie screening, so they called it Revenge of the Freshmans. That's pretty good. Uh, Robert Carradine and Anthony Edwards tested their nerd attire during Rush Week. Uh, they went to one frat house to, to with their pocket protectors, and they got thrown out. <laughs> uh, a camel 
Last but not least, a camel was used for Booger's monster belch. That's kind of awesome. And apparently, it wasn't even a belch. It was a, a recording of a camel having an orgasm. What? They took That's the sound. They took the sound uh, of a camel's orgasm and blended it with a human belch. <laughs> How so would that you- even come up? Like you know. I think I heard a camel orgasm one time. Why don't we use that? <laughs> they, just, they just have that on like uh, on their like sound effects CD or something. I'm not sure. I, they probably know. They probably had some guys like, dude, I got the perfect sound. <laughs> I think it would be kind of cool just to like, I mean, they probably do, but just have really weird things with the sounds and people don't know what it is. And so like, it's just like, oh, you know what that actually is and have it be something gross. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, there's probably a lot of that would be an itch. That's for another show. There's probably a lot yeah. of that out there. Um, so, you know, do, do you, you don't go to the movies that often, do you? Uh, like I did over the last while, but not usually, I guess. So do you have a threshold on uh, like a, a ratings, like a, a Rotten Tomato rating where if it's like below a certain threshold, you won't go to... Uh, you won't go see it. You mean looking at uh, online ratings? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, like a Rotten Tomato. You uh, know, like you don't I've have. Never it. checked the ratings. I don't trust the ratings. Okay, because like, we won't like we as in me and my we won't go see a movie if it's below seventy. Who's who does them though? Is it just a bunch of people? It's an aggregate. It's an aggregate of all the ratings that are made, like all the reviewers out there. I just don't think I have. I think I have different tastes, and I don't think that matches all those people. So I did some research and I found a list yeah. of movies that are, that have rotten scores that yeah. are movies. That I, th- some of these I think are good. Um, so I'll, you tell me if you agree with me on some of these. So I didn't see the counselor, but apparently that is a 35% rating on rotten tomatoes, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but it says here that Cameron Diaz has sex with a car at one point in the film, which in and of itself might be worth at least a, a minimum 40%. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Spaceballs, Spaceballs from 1987 only gets a 54% Rotten Tomato reading rating. Really? I, I like that movie. Yeah, 54%. So this is why I think I need to re-kind of jigger my thoughts on what is and is not a uh, a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I didn't see Boxcar Bertha. The Strangers, I didn't see. Let's see. Uh, the Invention of Lying, which is that uh, Ricky Gervais movie where he can't, where everyone tells the truth, but he lies. He starts lying. Which is a pretty funny movie if you've ever seen of it. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's pretty funny, and it gets a fifty-eight percent. I think it, I think the movie's better than that. Natural Born Killers from nineteen ninety-four only gets a forty-seven percent. There's no chance that that movie's forty-seven. That movie's great. Let's see. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is why I don't trust these ratings. Wet Hot American Summer, thirty-one percent. Dude, I love that movie. See, that's what I'm saying. This is why I don't like. No one ever, like, I don't think people like the same movies as me, so I just don't trust them. Unfaithful. You ever see the movie Unfaithful? No. It's a really, really good movie. Um, 
and it's only 49%. That's insane. That movie's way better than 49%. Jackass the movie from 2002 only gets a 48%. That's way better than that. That's a way better movie. I didn't like that. I mean, it was okay, but it, yeah. I mean, I can see... I can see why people wouldn't like the movies that I know out of these, but like, yeah, that's why reviews are dumb. I need a review of just people who like movies like me. <laughs> I know you should from, be able to filter, you know? Yeah. This one, this one bothers me a lot because it's probably one of my favorite. Um, that's actually a really good idea. I mean, I was just thinking like if you had an aggregate of the, like if some, if you had a source of all the reviews that they're using to aggregate the rotten tomato one, if you could go in and like find like search by if they rated that movie highly, then you put that in your custom aggregate and then you could get one of just people who like the movies that you like. Uh, yeah, you, you could probably do that. This one bothers me. Uh, hold on. Before we get into the algorithm, Step Brothers, the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie. Yeah. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I know. 55%. That so good. 55%. The, the pillows in the oven. Oh man, that whole that whole movie is fantastic. That movie is great. That's like one of my all time. That's would be in my top ten, I think. It's definitely in my top ten comedies of maybe top five comedies of all time. That yeah, that's pretty high. I like yeah. that movie a lot. I wonder. By if the I'm, way, yeah, we got a comment on YouTube about the nerds. I believe that they weren't meant to be cool, but they were cool. <laughs> Who said that? Rise eight eight eight. Oh, that's a uh, good old salty wet coming in. Hi, Rise. How are you doing? If you have any other comments, let let them go. I don't. Here's the thing: they were cool, but I don't think they were meant to be cool. I think it was just it just so happens that you know over time. I know like, that's what I, I mean. Maybe that's the case, but that's funny. That's even more funny because, I mean, they are cool. <laughs> like I think they started that basically, maybe. Yeah, so uh, news of the week. Off the movie topics. We're kind of just moving along here. Uh, there's always so much news now with these uh, these crazy politicians. Yeah, I don't even know if I won't even go into the, uh, the, um, the politician stuff, but I thought this one was interesting. So it came out today, or maybe yesterday. No, it was today. At least it was very soon. So do you, have, do you know who the uh, former... Like, he was a... This guy named John Bolton... No, not Michael Bolton, John Bolton. He's like a, you know, he worked for like the Department of Defense or whatever. Look up his name. Look him up. John Bolton. Okay. Should I know who that is? No, maybe, maybe not. Just look him up. John Bolton. Let me know when you have his picture up. Okay. Yeah. What about him? So he was in the running. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, for I second. think I do remember, like, wasn't he the guy who was like, Way a jerk in the UN. Yeah, he was a jerk in the UN, and he also says, "Yeah, he was the UN ambassador." Yeah, he's been a lot. He's been all over the place. Um, but he, Trump, was considering him for Secretary of State, but decided not to um to to hire him as Secretary of State. Do you want to know why? Why? He didn't like his mustache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. Let me and let me let me see if I could actually read what the uh, the article said because it's it's pretty funny. So this is from the Independent. So take it with, for what it's worth. 
Donald Trump passed over candidate, potential candidate for Secretary of State because of bushy mustache, according to insiders close to the incoming US, U.S. president. <laughs> Several of Mr. Trump's associates said they thought that John Bolton's brush-like mustache was one of the factors that handicapped the bombastic Florida United Nations ambassador in the sweepstakes for the role. <laughs> Donald was not I mean, going just, to like it's that. It's just one. not American enough, you know? <laughs> the quote is, Donald was just was not going to like that mustache, said one who spoke on condition of anonymity. I can't think of anyone that that's really close to Donald that has a beard that he likes. A beard or a mustache? I mean, the other guy had a beard, I think. That's the language you speak. He's very aesthetic, said one person familiar with the transition team's internal deliberations. You can come with somebody who's very much qualified for the job, but if they don't look the part, they're not going anywhere. Presentation is very important because you're representing America, not only on the national stage, but also on the international stage, depending on the position. Uh, Trump spokesman Jason Miller said to lead the Pentagon, Mr. Trump had chosen a rugged combat general who he compares to a historic one at the United Nations. His ambassador will be a poison, elegant Indian American with a compelling immigrant backstory as secretary of state. Mr. Trump tapped a neophyte of internal diplomacy, but one whose silverly hair and boardroom bearing uh, and boardroom bearing project authority. Yeah. Says job so seekers. Image, then he's basically saying, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, let's see here. What other news we got? Facebook lurking makes you miserable. True or false, Fresher? For what? Facebook. Uh, it says here, Facebook lurking makes you miserable. Oh, says. makes that true, for sure. Too much Facebook browsing at Christmas and seeing all those, quote, perfect families and holiday photos. Yeah, it's, like, it's basically like FOMO and like being lonely. Like, why isn't my life that good? But then you don't like the, like know that they're posting it and like making it look good, even though they're having a horrible time, too. Exactly. The University of Copenhagen study suggests excessive use of social media can create feelings of envy. and particularly warns against negative impact of lurking on social media without connecting with anyone. The study suggests taking a break from using social media. The study of more than 1,000 participants, mostly women, says that regular use of social networking, such as Facebook, can negatively affect your emotional well-being and satisfaction with life. Researchers warn that of envy and a, quote, deterioration of mood from spending too long looking at other people's social media stories, including by, induced by, quote, unrealistic social comparisons. Yeah. I think that's true. I think you got it right. It's definitely true. I mean, that's like totally. I mean, they've been talking about that for years. I'm, I just, this makes me want to post more awesome photos. You what? It makes me want to post more amazing photos. To make people people more uh, jealous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's all I got. It's all I got. It's all I got. Um, I felt this story was pretty interesting. Fresher, what do you feel about extra value meals? Um, just in general? Yeah. I feel like, like they're usually... I don't do the math to find out if it's a value, but I don't know if it's usually like a good deal. But I like the simplicity. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because if someone is suing a McDonald's in Chicago because of what you just said. It wasn't any extra value meal. As a matter of fact, if you were to buy each of the things individually, it would be 47% cheaper. 47? That's a lot. No, 41 cents. Okay. I was like, 47% cheaper? I think that I would notice. 
41 cents cheaper. So folks, in this case, I feel like I do the mental math at the movie theater now because they have the bundles. You know, oh, like yeah, the- I know when I feel like bundles and stuff a lot of times I'll do, but usually if it's just like McDonald's or like, you know, the meal, you figure like the fries and drink, like that's, it's a deal or whatever, you know, yeah, I don't have to I've, say all. Of- yeah, exactly. I feel like it's just like, give me number one, which is like, you know, the double cheeseburger, the French fry, and the soda, right? Yeah. So I want to think about it, but they shouldn't be ripping you off. At worst case, it should be the same price. The same. Yeah, I know. I always thought that was, I think that's the number one annoying thing in McDonald's uh, was when um, they had the Big Mac sale and it was like, you could get two Big Macs for like $1.50 or something. But if you buy one Big Mac, it was like regular price, $2 or something like that. I've seen it where it was like two Big Macs for two bucks or one Big Mac for $4.99. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then like, I'm like, well, can I like just get the one Big Mac for $2 and then like not get the second one? Because I'm not going to eat two Big Macs and they won't give it to you. Like I, like I literally, I feel like I wanted to just buy two Big Macs and throw one away because that's way too much food for me. But I didn't want to spend $4. Like, it's like, it's just stupid. Like, why do they need to give me extra food? Just give me one for $2. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I don't eat That's Big like Macs. But, and then, yeah. like, I feel like I have to. I'm not just, I wanted, like, I was arguing with them, and I wanted to just be pissed and go over and throw it out. Like, but then it's just so wasteful. I feel like I, I don't know. I just feel like you have to eat both then, but that's dumb. <laughs> you should have just left it there. You should have just, like, took your thing and just left it there. If you were going to be principled about it, you could have just left it there. It's, like, in a bag or something. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know, but that's really frustrating. It is really fr- I, so at the movie theater, having just been there, movie the- by the way, movie theater prices are ridiculous. The prices I know. Are- I feel like they're so ridiculous that like that's just the thing now. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're ridiculous. <laughs> we'll charge whatever, $20. You know, it's a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I think I paid, so I bought a large, not even a large, a small soda, which by the way, the small soda is like 30 ounces. I don't even know how like there's the difference. It's like between it's like 30 ounces, 40 ounces or 45 ounces and 60 ounces. It's ridiculous. The size of the sodas that they have. I know. Um, so we got a small soda and a large popcorn, which is not the tub because the tub is even more expensive. And I think it costs me $15. I know it's like way expensive. The popcorn was nine bucks. It was like eight ninety nine. And it's and, annoying too with those because it's like 50 cents more and you get double. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, the popcorn was nine bucks and the soda was six bucks. Yeah. Ugh. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And the soda is like 100% markup that costs like 10 cents. Oh, it's way more than it's like a thousand percent markup. <laughs> it's probably, I would say, for a large soda, it costs them. Including electricity and ice, like all everything, like in material. I bet you a large soda costs no more than 40 cents. Oh, yeah. No, it's like 10 cents. Well, I'm, inc- I'm also including like the wage of the person. Oh, there's a, that's another oh. thing. The person doesn't even serve it to you. Or they have the soda machine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's dumb. The whole thing's dumb. The whole thing's dumb. And they charge uh, $6 for it. So do the math. It's like t- t- uh, 20x, 15x. The price, yeah. 
A million X. A million X. <laughs> so a lot of weird stuff happened on planes this week as we close out the show. Um, Plane week. Yeah, give me a number one through four. I have four stories here. What do you, give me a number one to four? I'll go through it. Uh, wait. You mean isn't is it a random number or is it the order that you have them here? I have them in the order here. Oh, you're already looking at it. Yeah, okay. I All wanted right. to say a random one. Just random one here. I'll just do a random one. Okay, yeah, basic class. Have you heard of basic class? Uh, I've okay. I've heard people talking about it like in the past, where it's like the halfway sitting down chair. So no, it's not necessarily that. This is the lowest priced regular fare that United Airlines is going to start offering come 2017. Yeah. And here's the thing about uh, basic class. One, you do not get an assigned seat. Okay, so you just go there and yeah. they're is pretty it much an saying, area or is it just like regular class area? It's just pay it's less. Regular class area, but the odds are, and they're pretty much saying this, you're getting a middle seat. Like you got no shot. You're only getting a middle seat. <laughs> yeah. Number two, basic right of a uh, a normal uh, seat. You get one carry-on. In basic class, you have to pay to have a carry-on. Yeah, I know. That's I I did hear about that. That's crazy. Uh, also, I think, um, like, and the, and I like that. I think the thing that I was reading about it said, like, we're just giving customers more choices. You know, like, they want more choices to be able to do, to have the travel that they want to travel. But, like, you know that that's just going to get pushed down. And so, like, that's the one people get. And then they just charge more for the other stuff. Yeah, it's just, the, it's outrageous. But, like, the idea is, this is what you get in basic gummy. You can't change flights. You can't choose your seat. Not even for a fee. There are no refunds. And you are last to board, and you do not get an overhead bin room. And I'm sure there's no check-in. Any bigger, any item bigger will have to be checked for a $25 fee. <laughs> yeah. Ridic. Stupid. I mean, but like they were saying, I mean, I guess like it could make it cheaper. It's probably only like $30 cheaper or something, though. Well, here's the thing. Back in the day, so going back, like, let's say 50 years ago, prior to the whole fees for check baggage thing. Yeah. Um, it was totally cool to be, like, the last one to get on the plane because everyone was checking their bag. And there was yeah, always yeah. overhead bin space. Now, know, now it's like, that's it's like, the thing is, like, getting overhead bin space. Yeah. Now it's like, how can I get to be the first one on the plane to make sure I get my bag up top, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. Flying is the worst. It's the worst. It um, is annoying. So anyway, that's basic class. Let's see. I'm going to do another. Ooh, let's see. Oh, I heard that uh, the Alaska and I think Delta are unmerging their point systems. They are unmerging their point systems. Absolutely that's correct. News. So but, they're like more segmenting pointings. And additionally, well, la- also the Virgin America was bought by Alaska, so there's that now. So you, oh, really? Uh, wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder if that will make Alaska be cooler, like Virgin, because Virgin was way the like nicest. Let me see. I have a press release on it because I I am a MV- I didn't know that. I'm an MVP of Alaska, and I get all their stupid emails. But it, Ooh, it's it sounds like they just get more flights to, in within and outside of California. That sounds like the main. That's thing. That's like their main thing. Yeah. 
see. Uh, let's see. Boo, boo, boo. Virgin Air. It was like, that was like, it seemed to be the only, uh, I don't know why I'm not seeing it, so I'm not going to look for it. But that's cool. They're just more internal California flights that they never had before. Um, let's see. Let's look at the other stories that I have. Oh, yes, yes, this is a good one. Do you remember Richard Marks? Uh, no, I don't know who that is. Uh, wherever you go, whatever oh, yeah. you do, yeah, I yeah. will be right here waiting for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, an unruly passenger on a Korean air flight um, was a subdued by Richard Marks, who was on board. And the joke is the 80 singer was right there waiting for him with rope. So like there's a picture yeah. of him like subduing the man with the rope. Marks and other passengers. The yeah. There's a video of it. Oh, I wanted to see the picture. And it was uh it was it not only did he do, they do it, but it the um the uh the video was posted by Daisy Fuentes two days ago, just like put it out yeah. there. The nineties MTV VJ. And uh, little did we know, Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes are married. I had no idea. Yeah, so anyway, this, know, yeah. He was just the guy was going crazy. They didn't know how so to use wait, the taser. I just see the picture. They they have a taser out too. Did they not tase him? Yeah, the, the the they didn't know how to use it. What? Yeah. She's like, it's like it looks like a gun. That's crazy. Yeah. I like, yeah, no, this picture montage is crazy because it's like she has a taser and then it's just like him like casually going up with the rope. Like, <laughs> all right, I got the rope. We're doing this. <laughs> He's not even like freaking out about to, it. I want to see Richard Mark's hit song. Oh, wait, my sound, um, the video is playing. I know. I'm just, I'm trying to see other songs that he, um, I don't know. Any other Richard Mark songs? Do you? I don't. Let me see. Now and forever. Do you know how that one goes? No, I mean not by the name, anyways. Let's see if I could do now and forever. Oh man, Richard Marks. Richard Marks, man. Woo. Daisy Fuentes. They are like F like... list celebrities. F list, yeah, they're not even like E list. Now we're forever. <laughs> I kind of remember that one now. We need to make a music video. I mean, we need to do videos in general, but I think it'd be cool to do a music video. I'm gonna see if I know "Endless Summer Nights." "Endless Summer Nights," you know that one, Fresher? No, I mean not by name, anyways. The the drum beat sounds pretty familiar. Oh yeah. Oh man, Richard Marks was man. He had some hits. <laughs> I remember how you left me. <laughs> I like just going in in the middle. <laughs> it's like shower scene, basically. All right. Anyway, yeah, Richard Marks. Folks, it's time to go out and listen to some Richard Marks because clearly he was a genius 
a genius, easy listening sound song smith of the eighties. Um, a genius, easy listening sound smith of the eighties. That's song, a good song. Songsmith. A songsmith. That would be like that. Should be the title on his greatest hits album, <laughs> or at least like <laughs> uh, like the, a really long subtitle. The TV commercial that sells it. Yeah, but let's, let's see if we could do. Let's see if we could write the copy. What would a greatest hits Richard Marks late night thirty second call one eight hundred number commercial? How would it go? How would it start? I don't know. I think it would start with. The I already music. forgot the other thing. I just it was good in the moment. And so it would be like, it's like relive the greatest times of your life. Oh, yeah, it has to be the music in the background. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, yeah, it's his music is playing in the back. And it's kind of going through. It's like... With the six CD set. <laughs> it's like more like more like this 10-song compilation from, <laughs> from 80 Easy Listening Songsmith, Richard Marks, will get you back into the groove and remember those times that you've forgotten. Now and forever... <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the names of the songs now. I can't remember them. Now and forever. (laughs) (laughs) Now and forever, and his other hits like now and forever. (laughs) Not only will, not only is this album right here waiting for you. Get it tomorrow, and it will be yours. Now and forever. And then it like fades out to like yeah. really like it's like him jamming, like playing the guitar on stage, and like people throwing panties up on the stage. Relive your endless summer nights. Hold on to those nights. Hold they on. Yeah. And keep coming. I thought back. that was already the end. Is this like the the that's the, the very intro run? You have different commercials. 30 seconds. It's 30 seconds. Wow. Get your free shipping and handling. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to anyway. I know I think we're gonna end it on that note, Richard Marks. Whenever we started, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just start going through different songs. You could take us out, and I'm just gonna let's see how many things we could get. Richard Uh, Marks. Straight from my heart. It's never too late to say goodbye. This is episode 114 signing off. Wouldn't let me love you the way she loves me on Christmas morning. Chains around my heart. What? Those were all these Richard, these were all Richard Mark songs, yes. Are you reading it? Of course I'm reading it. Do you think I know more than one? I know. That's Richard- why I was like, you couldn't even think of like one like 15 seconds ago. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm looking at the list of Richard Mark songs. Apparently his best of. Apparently he had albums into the 2000s. Who knew? What? Yeah. That's probably when you got Fuentes. It's yeah. I wonder where they were married. Who knows? I have no idea. Daisy Fuentes still looks pretty good though. She looks pretty good for her age. I didn't check that. I should though. But anyways, did you know that we are part of a podcast network? I had heard something about that. What could you could you tell me more? Uh it's soon to be named network.com. Featuring uh, podcasts such as, then you'll have to name them because I don't remember what they are. <laughs> How about you just go to product, uh, sons? How about you just go to Sudo Name Network and check out all the amazing podcasts of similar minded, though not necessarily hive minded individuals 
talking about things they love, such as mobile games, comic books, uh, politics, religion, or lack We're kind thereof. of a free-for-all show. We don't have a specific topic. Yeah, we We're don't, more we, of a lifestyle show. We are. <laughs> as a matter of fact, if you listen to our show enough, you may actually start talking like us, which is fine. Ooh, fine. I would love that if people yeah. talked like us. So, uh, yeah, so check it out. Soon to be network. Soon to be named network.com. This is our holiday show. Next week, holiday we, will, show. we didn't even talk we, about holidays. I know, whatever. We'll be talk next week. We'll talk New Year's resolutions, though, for sure. We okay. do that. We do cool. that every year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how uh, do you New Year's resolutions, everybody? Tweet us at Fresh and Par. Yeah, we'll read all the best ones on the air. And by the best, I mean any. So send those to us. <laughs> I know, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway right. yeah, so this is parland saying happy holidays and sayonara muchachos and this is fresher saying happy holidays also and later daters boop